So as we segue into current events and things that are going on in the world, you know, we just had the inauguration um, of, of Biden and Harris. So I kind of wanted to get both of you guys' opinions on what you saw, what you thought about the transition of power from Trump to Biden, um, and just the optics of what the inauguration looked like. So, um, so go, I can start with you, you know, about the inauguration, like what were your thoughts and what, I what you see? I was very pleased um, that it was a no-nonsense event that um, we, you know, despite all of the random controversies about people now caring about the plight of National Guardsmen, um, it, you know, it seemed like a very beautiful event, um, very standard. Um, you know, I some of the social media personnel that I follow, uh, they made uh, you know, anecdotal quotes such as, finally, another boring political speech, or, you know, finally, you know, back to that same monotone that I'm used to hearing for, you know, time and time again. Um, I think that, you know, the amount of women that were present and participating uh, was more than I've ever seen at an inauguration. And, you know, probably for, you know, in in the history of America, we've never had that many women speaking, but also holding places of power. Um, so I think that was wonderful. Um, the young lady, I can't think of her name right now, and I'm going to Google it, you know, while I'm talking. Um, that gave that poem that was so very valid and, um, you know, just so applicable to where we are. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And um, I know a lot of people that um, really took um, a lot from her poem. Uh, her name's Amanda Gorman. Um, you know, she looked beautiful. The yellow was a perfect color with the red headband, you know, she was black and beautiful. It was, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, watching Kamala Harris being sworn in. Uh, I have a lot of friends that were moved to tears um, just by, you know, how momentous and beautiful an occasion um, it was, but you know, it was, it, it wasn't marred by these things, but it was just again, you know, uh, whittled away by, you know, Republicans making very baseless, you know, claims. You know, you have the the congresswoman from the uh, 14th district of Georgia who has brought impeachment articles against, you know, President Trump already. Um, and, you know, Ted Cruz, you know, saying that us coming back into the Paris Climate Accords is, you know, uh, more for Paris citizens as if he's never even read the document before, um, you know, people chastising the Democratic Party for the way that National Guardsmen are treated which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, the mule being a being a grunt that he is, you know, he is very familiar with the army moving, moving soldiers from one place to another and just telling them, hey, this is where we're going to hold up. And it's not always the most pleasant of places. Um, and, and, and the fact that they are looking to the Democrats in off, you know, in power in office now for, you know, to blame them for the decision of probably a company commander or a captain or a, you know, or a Lieutenant Colonel or Colonel or the general that's presiding over them. I think that's just simply not fair. Like it's just not fair, but, 
you know, we're just going to play these, you know, petty games until, you know, these grown folks decide to, hey, let's move forward. We are past the uh, past the past the Trumpism, hopefully, you know, and the incivility in politics and in discourse. Um, and, I, you know, I'm glad that it was a lot of flags instead of a lot of people because, you know, you don't want to spread that Rona around. And that's my take on the inauguration. Okay. Mule, what, what, what do you think about the um, inauguration, what you saw, how you feel? I think it's a step forward in healing our country. And we, when, when you look at the previous presidents that were there, uh, President Bush, President Obama, President Clinton, uh, I don't think President Carter make it, made it. Um, that they were there, that were in support of um, President Biden and Vice President Harris. Um, I thought that was professional. That was classy, uh, the way they were there in support. I don't know if either one of you saw the video, um, the video footage of the three, um, Obama, Clinton, and Bush, talking about what it means um, and the support that they have uh, for him and that they're just a phone call away uh, if they need anything and because they are supporting the country and they're putting the country first. And that, that was refreshing to me. So um, I, I was so happy that we got to the 20th and now we're on to trying to heal our country, whether it be COVID, the economy, um, whether it be our rebuilding our, our democratic um, country and what we believe in the Republic that we believe in and that we have. So I'm, I'm just happy that we're moving forward in a uh, productive manner. So I look forward to um, the Biden Harris team uh, governing our country in a, a very mature and methodical manner. So that, that's my take. Bear, what do you um, think? I think that, I was just sad that more people couldn't attend. You know, I know that, you know, due to the events on the 6th, that that made that um, not possible. Um, but I just think that it would have been very value-added, um, especially to have a woman sworn in as the vice president, first time in the history of our country, um, for people to actually witness that and just let let that, you know, um, wash over them what that means and what it looks like, especially a black, you know, vice president um, woman. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, a, a, you know, so many firsts. And I, I just think that, uh, I mean, yes, you can see it on, you know, you can YouTube it or you can, you know, uh, Google it and have pictures and maybe some short video clips of what it looked like. But I just wish that a lot of, a lot of people could have been there kind of like when Obama, you know, at the Obama's first inauguration, just how momentous that was and how many people um, were there in person to enjoy uh, what that looked like. But um, you know, I, I do agree with you, Mule, that, you know, I, I'm glad and, and you go, you know, for that matter is that, you know, um, it came and it, and it, and it passed. A lot of people said that it wouldn't, um, happen and, and that Trump was going to stop, you know, the inauguration and that he'd still be in power because, you know, people stole the election and I hopefully, I know we're not, but hopefully a lot of people who believe that narrative have gotten past that. They've gotten past, you know, thinking that, ah, well, you know, our 
our cult leader Trump is going to stop, you know, uh, you know, this this insurrection of our government by Biden and Harris. Um, I, hopefully a lot of people are past that narrative. We, we have we have transitioned power and that people will think, uh, you know, will understand and, and try to, you know, just root for the, the country. Um, as uh, we move so forward. I have two anecdotal so, things to mention because they were they were. Kind of comical to watch, kind of sad. You know, I don't know if you guys saw all of the videos of all of the uh, all of the the uh, Trump supporters um, that are, you know, mid to uh, middle class to, you know, impoverished, uh, you know, screaming and crying uh, on videos of, you know, President Trump, please come save the country. You know, they've inaugurated a new person. Please come save us. Um, I, I found that very, uh, interesting. Um, and then the videos of that were shared by uh, Republican congressmen and governors and, uh, and, uh, congressmen alike, you know, saying that, you know, president Trump is so kind and benevolent to let the heroes stay in his hotel, in his lobby, you know, despite how they've treated him. You know, he is so gracious for that. Um, it just 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 so many uh, people taking, you know, just, you know, doing uh, I believe the phrase goes doing the most. Doing the most instead of just moving on. So hopefully, you know, it'll just be selfish little chides back and forth and we'll get past it. But, you know, Lord only knows and time will only tell. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I agree 100 percent. But, you know, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new light. You know, not, not feeling good song, but, um, you know, hopefully everybody <laughs> and hopefully everybody's feeling good. I think that's the bottom line up front. So as I transition over to investing, um, I'm going to start with you, Mule, on, on investing. But, you know, so kind of get your thoughts together on, um, you know, stocks that you're looking at. Um, any investment tips that you may have, you know, are, do you still have some COVID plays in, um, in line? Do you have any 2021 picks that you're thinking of that you're going to, um, hold, sit and wait on? What does that look like? That looks like, um, my COVID pick, um, was AMC. Um, I'm a big movie fan. Uh, we talked about movies here on, on our podcast. It's important that I think that for people in my generation, while we may be blessed to be able to afford um, to set up a home theater, going out with your significant other or your family members to a movie theater and watching Star Wars or a James Bond movie on a big screen, that's still enjoyable to me. And the fact that AMC, Cinemark and uh, IMAX were in jeopardy, um, or are in jeopardy is concerning. I think that um, AMC is coming back. AMC stock got down to, you know, in the $2 range. And I, I believe, and I still believe that it's a, um, a $15 stock. I'm not an investment professional stockbroker. Anybody listening, please, um, you know, consult, do your own research or consult your own advisor. But if you want to look at something, you know, always invest in what you know about. I know about AMC. I can tell you that it um, it's a great stock. 
And so uh, it's had a small run. And, um, you know, if you're going to invest and you believe in something, take a, take a wad of cash and, and buy. Um, th- there's others out there. If you look at GE, um, it's a dividend paying stock, solid company. It's going to continue to come back. All of the utilities um, that we talked about earlier this year, earlier in 2020, uh, whether it be Duke, whether it be DTE, um, I think there's one in Virginia, Dominion. If you look at the trajectory of those stocks, they're, they're doing well. So um, those are my picks there. Okay. Um, I, I like those. You know, I think that the big thing that people need to realize is that, you know, with the AMCs, and actually this is just my personal, you know, investing advice to you, you know, uh, uh, Mule, is that watch it closely, especially AMC. Because, you know, because a lot of people don't feel like the movies are ever coming back and that everything is going to streaming. It, you could be right. It could go to 15 bucks and you can make a killing off of it. You know, um, obviously, I hope that it does. You know, uh, you know, it is a bull market for AMC and that, you know, they grow and, you know, get back to even half what they used to be, which was way more than $15. So just keep an eye on it, man, is, 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 my, is my take on, you know, your picks. So go, what you got, man? What, what stocks, investing tips, or, um, you know, any, any so, COVID plays you got going uh, on? What does that look like for you? I've, you know, I'm on the Sunrun and Neo kick, um, and they are continuing to do very well. Uh, Sunrun, you know, still in the upper 80s, mid-90s. Um, there was a Neo dip back down to, like, 56. And so... I sold all of my Boeing and I bought all Neo because I think Neo's going to hit 120 by the end of the year, maybe even higher. Um, and um, I, I don't think that Boeing was going to give me that growth um, between now and the end of the year. Uh, I'm also um, paying very close attention to uh, Ethereum and XRP. Uh, in the crypto market, um, because Ethereum, it's been on a steady push for years now. And um, I only wish I would have invested tenfold what I did at the time, because I have made a thousand percent on my Ethereum. And um, I think that you could have to. Um, uh, and then, you know, uh, another thing that uh, I've recently gotten back into and the Mules and Goats, uh, you know, sports uh, portion of our podcast, uh, we've also gotten back into uh, sports cards and memorabilia. Um, so please go over to our Instagram, Mules and Goats, the letter N, Mules and Goats. Uh, or send us an email, mulesandgoats uh, at gmail.com. Um, if you're looking to buy, sell, or trade sports cards and memorabilia, here's why. You know, go look in your closets, you know, look for your cards, because that market is coming back, and it is back with a vengeance. Um, you know, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go to your local card store, you see those Prism products, those Donruss products, those Tops products. Baseball cards, hockey cards, basketball cards, football cards. Um, They are worth money uh, out there. And I think 
part of it is due to, um, you know, American consumerism, you know, being that we are a first world country, we love our stuff. Uh, we love collecting everything from stamps to teddy bears to, um, you know, lights to beer bottles to wine corks to sports cards. And those sports cards have become very, very valuable here recently. Um, and uh, if you look at the projections for the market, it's going to boom. 2020 was the biggest year for sports cards and memorabilia. And, it, and they anticipate 2021 is going to be even more. Wayne Gretzky's rookie cards that were bought for $750,000, I believe, two or three years ago, sold for $3 million, no, upwards of $2 million just uh, last fall in 2020. And they expect that um, all of those cards are going to continue to go up in value. Um, the Day over day, month over month, you are seeing new benchmarks set for sports cards. So uh, we are always buying, selling, trading. Let us know what you got. Um, we'd love to see your slabs. Love to see, you know, what you guys got out there. And you can also check out what we have. Um, you know, and, you know, the new products coming out, Obsidian, Playbook, Panini Contenders, um, the NBA hoop stock, I mean, I could go on and on, but let me tell you that check your closets, ladies and gentlemen, because everything from Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, um, uh, baseball cards, football cards, they are coming back into value. Check your local eBay and just type in your card name and see what sold recently, and I guarantee you will be surprised. Um, so, you know, that's my investing tip. You know, if you love sports... If you love the hobby, you know, just look around you when you're at, you know, your local card store uh, or your, you know, local Target or Walmart or, or other retailers such as, you know, Meyer and, you know, other places because, you know, you may be walking past money. Uh, Bear, what you got? Um, I think that everybody who's listening to the podcast and heard me talk about things that I'm that I am invested in know that, uh, you know, I'm in, I invest in disruptive technology, right? And so Joe Biden is a clean energy president. What do I mean by that? So Joe Biden has made a pledge to, um, for example, Joe Biden has made a pledge that, you know, he wants to, you know, he wants America to build out its infrastructure for electric, electric vehicles. So um, he actually specifically calls out 500,000 charging stations coast to coast, you know, uh, nationwide. So I invest in charging stations, right? So one of them is called Blink Energy. Um, and the other one that I in invest in is called ChargePoint Energy. And if you think about it, like charging, you know, these charging stations are going to be like the gas stations for the EV sector. That's going to just continue. That's going to continue to grow. Like um, 10 years from now, like, you know, um, you know, the EV market's going to, you know, uh, tenfold what we have now as far as cars people now just think of in america think of ev electric vehicles and just te think of tesla well there's a lot of other uh companies that even the goat just talked about one is called neo which is over in china um i bought in a neo at six bucks it's now 61 dollars a share and i have about 150 shares of neo so um i'm investing in all things clean energy 
Um, I missed the solar power, you know, uh, run, uh, but I can still get in because I still think it has room to run. Um, so um, I've been kind of scouring, you know, the stocks about what that looks like. And, you know, I'll kind of maybe reveal some of them going forward as we get deeper in a year. But uh, I am all about that. And hopefully, um, you know, I can enjoy the spoils of, of, uh, of clean energy making, making its uh, debut and run over the next few years. So now let's get speaking of sports. Go now. Let's transition over to sports, and we have the uh, we have the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game being played tomorrow. We are recording this on a Saturday. The games are tomorrow on Sunday. So I kind of just wanted to circle back and get everybody's picks um, and uh, you know who they think is going to win. So um, I will go back to you, Mule, um, starting with the first game, and I think they actually switched the, the rotation of the games for tomorrow for some reason. But um, the first game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Green Bay Packers. Um, and they have the Green Bay Packers picked to win that game by three and a half. Who do you got? Well, Bear, Tom Brady, um, Gronk, those guys are champions. I'm not going to bet against the champions. Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ron, Mr. State Farm himself, he's also a champion, and he's a prolific quarterback. But, again, the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has gotten better as we've gone through the year. When you look at um, the season, Tampa Bay struggled at the beginning of the year new team. They were gelling together. They are absolutely, um, I wouldn't want to face them right now. They're, they have so many offensive weapons. The offensive line is healthier. The defensive line has a strong group of veterans. The defensive back, there's some young kids back there, but they are absolutely getting better. What story would it be for Tom Brady to win a championship without Belichick? What story would there be for Gronk to come out of retirement and win a championship? What, Or at least just go back to the Super Bowl coming out of retirement. Uh, Antonio Brown coming off of suspension and his tumultuous year 19, uh, 2019 and, and 2020 then to go back to the Super Bowl. It, it would be great uh, theater the other thing is, is that if Tampa Bay wins, they're going to play the Super Bowl in their own stadium. And so um, that's unheard of. That's that's fantastic. I'd have to look up, you know, when the last time that occurred. So the answer to your question is, is Tampa Bay. And I'll take the points of three and a half. I look forward to your uh, your cash out payment there, Barry. Okay, okay so um, I'm going to stick with you, um, Mule. Just go ahead and pick the other game. Then I'll go to the GOAT. So the second game is the uh, Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are picked to win by three right now. Who you got? I I think the Chiefs are going to win by ten. So um, that's that's my prediction. Um, with Mahomes healthy, I think the Chiefs will win. The Bills have to travel to Kansas City. I don't know that the Bills are ready for the the crowd that they're going to get in Kansas City. They're going to be tailgating they're going to be partying uh we have experienced this firsthand and more than likely it's going to be a little bit nippy out there now buffalo is used to playing in that but it's not the same in kansas city 
for the playoffs, they'll probably fill the stadium up, you know. Um, but uh, it'll be exciting with Mahomes being back. He's going to have something to prove. I think that uh, Kansas City will win. They'll they'll kill the spread. I think the most important thing in that game is what's the over-under uh, for that game. That's probably going to be the better bet is the over-under. You'll probably get more action on the over-under. People accept the fact that the Chiefs will win, and they'll cover the spread. But what's the over? The over-under is 54 and a half. I'm going with over. Absolutely the over. Okay. Got so, it. Got so, it. Okay, go. Who you got in the playoff games tomorrow? They're going to be playing in Green Bay. It's supposed to snow. Tom Brady's got more snow experience than anyone else in the league. Gronk has more experience in the snow. A.B. has experience in the snow. And I believe that they've prepared Mike Godwin, or Goodwin, excuse me, and Mike Evans. Um, I think that it's going to be a wonderful football game. But I think that Tampa Bay is going to get there. And um, unlike Peyton Manning, when he went to the Broncos and they just, you know, they were just, you know, satisfied with the fact that he got them to the playoffs and then lost. And they were like, that's a good year. Uh, Everyone looked at Tom Brady and said, you got to take him to the Super Bowl. And he said, all right, bet. And um, I think that he's going to do it. And I think he's going to do it in the most grand fashion. Um, I think that Tampa Bay wins by seven. And then for the AFC, um, I think that if the Buffalo Bills could only score 17 against the Baltimore Ravens, they're not going to be able to get it done. And Bills Mafia is going to be really, really satisfied. You know, they're going to, you know, probably be like, darn shucks, but they made it further than they've made it in a long time. But they're about to get blasted. It's going to be 42, and they're going to score 17 again. They may get like a, you know, a last minute score. So it's 42 to 23. But, um, the Kansas City Chiefs are ready to bring the noise. And, I mean, I was willing to take the Chiefs, especially by three, uh, with Chad Henney. So you better bet yourself that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to come back strong and ready, and uh, they're going to bust the roof off of that place. And you're going to see a Bucks chiefs Super Bowl. Bear? So uh, a couple of things, uh, you know, first of all, go. Well, obviously Mouth, Peyton's been out for 10 years Manning and going to Tom Broncos, Brady's still going. First so of all, Peyton Manning ain't because, the goat. He uh, never will be. He ain't that okay. good. Just, okay, but okay, but, but this is what I'm saying. But, but you, you falsely said that they just went to the playoffs and then, and, and then lost and they were happy with that. He actually went to two Super Bowls with the Broncos and he went to the playoffs every year with the Broncos. So he won one Super Bowl. And then he and then he lost one to the Seattle uh, Seahawks. So Peyton Manning actually balled out in Denver, just for the record. So, um, but I digress. But honestly, if I had to give my opinion on these games, um, that Tampa Bay Buccaneer Packer game is going to be box office. Uh, I will definitely have my popcorn ready. Um, 
you know, my heart wants me to pick the the Buccaneers, but the way that the the um that the Packers are playing right now, I just think that they're too hot, and that um it might be a close, you know, it, it might be a close game, but I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'll I'll definitely bet both of you if you like. You know, I'll give you the I'll give you the three and a half wait, wait, for wait. both of you, yeah, and I'll so take Tampa taking, Bay. So uh, is that a bet for both of you? Green Bay, and you're giving us the three and a half. Yes. Oh, God um, bless. You. I'm, yes, I'm laying the points. That's yes, I'm taking Green Bay and, and giving you three and a half. Okay. All right. Copy that. And then um, I think all three of us agree on the next game, the Bills-Chiefs. Um, the only way the Bills had a chance, like a slither of hope, to win this game is if Patrick Mahomes didn't clear concussion protocol. Obviously, every everybody under God and country knew that he was going to play, you know, this Sunday, and he is. And I don't think the Bills have a chance – um, I think I don't understand why the spread isn't more in this game. I thought that like the, the three um, point spread was, you know, pre Patrick Mahomes, but he came back and I was expecting this balloon up to at least seven to 10 and it stayed the same. So that's just a little weird to me, but yeah, I'm definitely taking the chiefs, um, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. So now I'm going to throw it back to each one of you really quick. So both of you guys pick Tampa Bay and the chiefs. So if they do meet in the Super Bowl, I go, think that what do you got between Tampa Bay and what the Chiefs? greater way for Tom Brady to even further draw his case for being the greatest to ever play the position of quarterback than to have gone through Breeze, Rodgers, and then finished off with Mahomes? at the oldest age, and correct me if I'm wrong, the oldest age of anybody starting in the Super Bowl or playing in the playoffs as a quarterback. Uh, I think for football, even though there are a lot of Tom Brady haters out there, I think that would be cool that I could say that I watched that happen. Um, But they got a heavy task. Uh, I think that they have the only offense – that could keep up with um, with uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and it'll come down to the defense. And, I mean, I love Honey Badger. He is personally uh, my second favorite player. Actually, uh, well, my first favorite player is Michael Vick, and then my second favorite player is Honey Badger. Um, so he's my second favorite football player ever. Um, so... I think that the Chiefs will repeat, um, but it'll be a close game, and they're going to take the roof off. It's going to be 42 to 38. Uh, Mule? No, no, no. Okay, I, Mule? I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm oh, no, no I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Go. Did you have some more? I thought, I thought when you gave. Okay. I also agree that Kansas City, if I'm betting today on who's going to the Super Bowl it's and winning the Super Bowl, it's Kansas City Chiefs. The um, They've been to the mountaintop. They know what they need to do. Andy Reid has proved himself to be a prolific, uh, along with Eric Bieniemy, to be a prolific um, game manager um, and play caller. 
and he's a, a great quarterback whisperer. And so, uh, again, if Mahomes stays healthy, they're going to repeat, which would be fantastic. Um, I do agree with the GOAT about the Tom Brady story. Um, but we have to, to see how the game plays out tomorrow. Now, I, I, I do have to say this, is that Aaron Rodgers has a running game. And um, the, the kids that he has running the Aaron ball now, Jones I think the one kid's name and, is Jones. Uh, A.J. Dillon. I, I, I forget. I'll, I'll do some more research. Yes, that those young kids have something to prove. Aaron Rodgers, in, in his own way, has something to prove that he's also great. Um, and again, the, the greatness in, in the U.S. is all, all about championships, but he has been a consistent, uh, consistently good quarterback over the years. So uh, even though I'm picking Tampa Bay, I'm picking Tampa Bay because I think they're, um, that they're peaking a little bit higher than Green Bay right now. But even if Green Bay plays Kansas City, I think Kansas City has the um, the offense, and um, the, one one of the things I love about the Kansas City Chiefs is uh, Patrick Mahomes' ability to adjust and improvise, and that 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 aspect of the game um, you, you can't put a price tag on that. You can't control that as a defensive uh, ex defensive back. That's hard to prepare for. But he is his ability to adjust and improvise on the run, on the fly, is fantastic. It makes the game exciting. So I'm picking the Chiefs. Fair. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm actually gonna uh, you know, say this. I think Green Bay and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And I actually think Green Bay is gonna beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. And this is Woo! and this is why. See, the Chiefs, I, I think that I mean, I disagree with uh with, with the GOAT saying that the Buccaneers have the only, you know, offense that could keep up with the Chiefs, I, I, I disagree with that, like, 360. Because I think the Packers are the only team that can actually, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, play with the Chiefs as far as offensively. And I think that um, – I just think that – I just think for some reason, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to um, actually beat uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, in the Super Bowl. People forget Aaron Rodgers actually scrambles a lot, too, and, and makes plays with his feet as well. Not as well as Patrick Mahomes, but he's like – Patrick Mahomes is like a younger, younger, better version of Aaron Rodgers. I just think that Aaron Rodgers um, and his squad is going to get it done for some reason. Hey, I, I could be totally wrong. That's just me going out on a limb. But so I got Green Bay and Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and Green Bay like beating them in a tight game. Um, so um, First, I think that if okay. State Farm found a way to – pay off all the all of the referees and the NFL to have a Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl that would be the great like th- like they should just name it the State Farm Super Bowl you know discount double check himself and the Patrick Price I think that would be absolutely hysterical but the other thing I want to say um, is I'm going to read off the names of the weapons, and then you tell me which squad you're taking, okay? Um, one second. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, 
Miko Hart Hardman, Travis Kelsey, or Devontae Adams, uh, M. Funches, Aaron, uh, Alan Lazard, and Tavon Austin, and Marquise Valdez Scantling. When you say that the Kansas City, excuse me, when you say that the Green Bay Packers I mean. have what it takes to keep up, I don't know if I agree with that. When I compare that to Mike Evans, Chris Goodwin, Rob Gunkrowski, Antonio Brown. So that's all I got to say. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? On a, Go ahead. Go ahead, Mule. On a side note, um, this is how small the world is. The young man, Funches, Mon- his mother and Montishla are friends <laughs> from school. I mean, from work. Excuse me, from work. And um, so I, I've been following this young man. And, um, you know, he, he is actually a, a decent player. I think he played for Michigan. He did, and um, and so um, he's he's gifted. I've seen him. He's he's gifted. Um, I actually hate to root against him, but I, I think Tampa Bay will win. Um, one one running back that you uh, weapon that you forgot to name off for Kansas City is the running back that used to be at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Jets. He's now a running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Andy Reid has been bringing him along slowly. Eric Bean has oh been God. bringing him yeah, along oh slowly. God. Never mind. Do they you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. T-E-H. They've been, you know, because they have another young kid that just got hurt. Le'Veon and Bell. And who, is who do you getting, compare with him? Yeah, right? he's going to be getting the ball of a whole the lot Jaguars. more. And, Leonard Fournette, two big back SEC quarter uh, running backs that yeah. now get their chance to shine. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm t- uh, yeah, you know what? This is this is the beauty of, of of the matchups. Is that right? All three of us again. Kansas City going you know, going dog walk Buffalo. We got it right. But either one of those teams, in my opinion, whether it's the Bucks or Green Bay, it's going to be box office. Whether it's Mahomes versus Brady or Mahomes versus discount double check. And State Farm has like eight commercials during the Super Bowl. You, you know what I'm saying? Because both of their, you know, uh, spokesmen have made it to the big dance, to the big show. You know, um, as a Bronco fan, I want the Chiefs to run the gauntlet to win this thing. You know? They're going to beat Buffalo, but then what? Like, then who is the final boss? Is it going to be Brady or is it, or is it going to be Rodgers? And both of those boys are not going to blink and sneeze and be scared when, you know, looking down the gun barrel when it comes down to playing the Chiefs. Like, Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm not sure if you've seen his demeanor when he played, man, but he does not care. Like, he is like, you can't take him off of his square. Like, he's going he's gonna to slang that rock like a Patrick Mahomes will. Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is emotionless in, until he goes to psycho Tom on the sideline, right? 
But on the field, oh, he's cool as the other side of the pillow. So um, it is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to watch these games tomorrow uh, because it is – so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm having goosebumps you, even like, thinking like, about these matchups. I want you to so, think of all um, of the squads awesome. that Tom Brady has so, uh, ever had. Go ahead. And then tell me if there is one that comes even half as talented as the one he has now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the, the wide receivers that he had up in and then, um, and then Randy Moss randomly one time. three on his phone and him. <laughs> oh yeah, then he had Randy Moss and they set records. But can you imagine you know, what he, they're going to do next year when everyone is actually they absolutely and they actually have undefeated that year. and they have like uh, of that nasty. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to be nasty. They're going to be nasty. Ooh. I mean, see, now, do you guys know who won that now? Green uh, Bay and Tampa actually, Bay yes, I did. The year. Um, I'm not sure if you guys knew that already. But so Green Bay and Tampa Bay played early in the year, and, and uh, Tampa Bay beat the brakes off of them. Beat the, and, and, and that's really not even a reflection of the game. I watched it. Like that, the game wasn't even close. Like they were beating. And I want you to think about it. I mean, like the worst. That's the worst. Other than Devontae Adams, right? If they try and spell Kansas City, like I don't know if you guys watched the national championship game and then watched the the Sunday following, they literally like Devontae Smith, i.e. the Heisman Trophy winner. The routes that he ran and the scheme that Steve Sarkeesian had for him. Whoever the offensive coordinator is at Green Bay, because their name is escaping me, he literally just copied and pasted and did that for Devontae Adams. So other than Devontae Adams and every now and then a Lazard hit, like I don't know how Green Bay keeps up without, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers. I just I just don't. I, I got you. I got you. It's just a fun fact for the game. I'm looking here. Uh, for some reason, Antonio Brown is not playing tomorrow. Just for the record. What? Yes, look it up. You know, as, as we were talking, as the moderator, it's my job to Google and, and look at these fun facts, you know, as we we're talking. And as you were talking, I looked up. And for some reason, in the NFL news, Antonio Brown is not playing tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, you know, but hey, you know. Be that as it may, right? All these weapons that that Tom Brady has, he should be able to beat. Discount double check and Green Bay, no sir, no sir. Green Bay is going to give him tomorrow. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, looks um, like he has a knee injury. But, but AB is not playing. You got to put him on the plane right and have it swell talking. more. And to have him make that drive on a bus wouldn't have made sense. So they're going to just look to have him in the Super Bowl. But again, Mike Evans, Chris Goodwin, <laughs> uh, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Keyshawn Vaughn. Some don't smell right. It don't smell right right now. Okay. Uh, Some don't smell right with this right here. So I'll I'll wait to see how it all unfolds. But that don't smell okay. right. Y'all just be prepared to send me my money, um, you know, when the game's over. So, 
Um, okay. I, I do. I do have one wild card question, and then I'm going to then I'm going to wrap up the show. Um, and that wild card question is: is that so? Um, Kyrie has returned back to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, their last two games, that got beat by the Cleveland cut by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sorry, I couldn't say that. But um, and so, like, I guess my wild card question is: is that now that Kyrie's back? And we've kind of seen the, you know, it's a small sample of what they look like all together. Do you still think Brooklyn could come out of the East to go to the you NBA want me to start Championship you want to, to play the Lakers? Um, either one of you guys can so, go or start. First. first of all, Colin Sexton is playing out of his mind. So I don't know if I no. put that on the Nets um, necessarily as to why they lost. Um, you know, that young man is doing absolutely fantastic. And um, I want him to continue to play well because his card value goes up and I got a few of them. Um, so if you're looking to buy some Colin Sexton's, let, uh, let me know or let us know, excuse me. Um, but I don't believe that the Nets will come out of the East this year. I think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat is going to beat them in seven games. Um, but I think that uh, as Kyrie... Katie and James Harden all, you know, do their load management. I don't think we'll see a lot of all three of them playing at the same time. Um, and I think that's on purpose. So, no, it doesn't concern me. Um, and, you know, I look for them to continue to do really well. I think we're going to get to see a really great game tonight and tomorrow with the Heat playing the Nets and back-to-back games. Um, you know, we're going to get to see it all mix up, but I think that you know, that crew at Miami has tasted – they've tasted the mountaintop, and, and, and they want to go again, and I think that they got enough to do it. Okay, Mule, what you think, man, about this basketball, you know, uh, gumbo that they put together in Brooklyn, you know, with Kyrie, um, you know, uh, returning? So if I uh, if I were to predict, I I still think that um, it'll be agree with Nets in Miami or Nets versus Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference. I do I am concerned about the chemistry with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Absolutely concerned about the chemistry because the bench is non-existent. If you look at the box score of the first game when they played Cleveland, um, Durant, all three of the, their, the Nets' big three did it all, but they had no support from the bench. They traded their bench away to get James Harden. And so now, for me, in my opinion, one of the three of them, everybody can start the game, but somebody needs to sit down early and play with the second unit. Because you, 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 the, the flow of the game, you can't have all three of them out there all the time. One of the things I loved, uh, even it was a love-hate relationship, love because I love great basketball. I hated it because they were killing my Lakers and then, you know, killing the rest of the league. When, Golden, when Durant was at Golden State, they had a point where they would rotate Clay and Steph Curry and Durant. So you always had two at least two shooters on the floor and one resting always at the beginning of the game they were in but they had two shooters on the floor one resting and they just kept that rotation 
Steve Nash needs to figure that out for New Jersey because you need one of them. Maybe James Harden plays with the, uh, the, the second unit more because those others have to get used to shooting the ball, used to the flow of the game, and to help the big three in the nets. They keep losing. If you look at the box score, Cleveland's others are helping out that young kid, Sexton. They're getting ten, five and ten points, five and ten rebounds. You look at the box score of the Nets in the first game. It's like who else was it? Did it? Did they play three on five? Is that why they lost? That's how bad it was. I am concerned, but I still think the Nets are going to be hard to to beat coming out of the East. Um, too much experience, um, it, too much playoff experience, championship experience between Durant and Kyrie. Just overall ballers between all three of them. So. I think the Nets are still the the team to beat in the East. There is some concern right now. They they have to figure that out. I'm also concerned about the bench. I'm not worried about Cleveland. Cleveland will probably be a number eight in the East if they even get to the playoffs. Bear. It's very interesting. Um, I, I'm loving basketball season this year. Absolutely loving it. You know, I'm kind of eyeing teams like Philly. Philly has the best record in the East. Do I trust Philly? No. Uh, in the back of my mind, Philly's always been a bunch of bums, you know, b- you know, because of they can never get over the hump. But right now, Philly's the number one team in the East, you know. So um, it is. Can I interject, yes. please? Um, sorry to, 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 to interrupt, but there's a reason why Philly is playing better ball. It's Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a seasoned coach, a championship coach. He knows how to put. He he knows how to push the right buttons on these veteran players. He's also can coach up Ben Simmons a little bit more. They trust him. They know that he can get it done if they just do what he tells them to do. It's Doc Rivers. Is why Philadelphia now can they sustain it? Nah. When it's crunch time, I don't. They're not ready yet. They're not mature enough yet. But I think they're going to go further than they did last year because of Doc Rivers. Go ahead, Bear. Sorry. No, no, I agree with you. Uh, I saw our interview with Doc Rivers, and Doc Rivers just told Ben Simmons to do be you. Like, you you know, people are trying to turn you into a shooter. Well, if you're not a shooter right now, young man, you're not going to be like a Steph, a Clay. Like, you're just not going to be this knockdown, you know, shooter from the outside. So play your game. Play, get the points how you want to get them. You know what I mean? Within the ebb and flow of the game. And so maybe he gave him the green light to stop being so nervous because Ben Simmons took one three last year, I think. Like maybe maybe a handful, maybe in a whole season, <laughs> Ben Simmons took like maybe one or two threes. And so uh, one of the philosophies that Doc Rivers told him is that, young man, play within your strengths and get points that way. Be ball dominant, you know, as far as facilitating the offense, but be you. So it, the NBA season is going to be very uh, – you know, very interesting. Um, I'm looking at the Clippers, you know, uh, in the in the West. At, to me, the only team that I think that could challenge the Lakers. Um, I'll end with that question. I was going to end with the previous one, but I'll just layer one on. I don't want to run too long. But the Clippers, do you think that, do you think that the Clippers no. um, are going to finally no. make it to the Western no. Conference Finals like no. you wanted to last no. year? To play no. the Lakers and what is that? Um, Go ahead. Go I ahead, think the Go. Clippers experiment is over. I think that it's all going to fall at Paul George's feet uh, unfairly. Um, 
I don't like. I think Kawhi is a fantastic two-way player, but I don't think that uh, I don't. I don't think they can do it. I really don't, and I think that it'll just be you know continue to be, you know, little brother syndrome, and they're just gonna continue to remain in the Lake Show shadow. I don't think they have enough. Um, I didn't even think they had enough last year to get it done. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they say that Doc Rivers is a regular season coach and that he can't get it done in the, uh, in the uh, playoffs, that his assistants are what get it done in the playoff, which is why he won with the Celtics. Um, I don't think that the 76ers are for real. Uh, and um, I don't think they make it out of the semifinals. Uh, I think they play either Brooklyn or the Heat and they get trounced in five games. Um, so I think it'll be Lakers heat and I don't, and out of the West, I think that people that could give the Lakers, you know, take the Lakers to six would probably be, um, the Portland trailblazers. If they get somebody, you know, big, like Andre Drummond in the middle, um, or, um, the, Nuggets, if they get somebody else there with uh, Jamal Murray, because sometimes he can be a little inconsistent. And I think putting up only 18 doesn't necessarily do enough for them. Um, Or yeah, no, I can't really think of anybody. I think, I think the Lakers are going to roll pretty easily. Absolutely. Mule, who you got? Like you say, the Clippers, you know, got, you know, enough uh, enough firepower to take out the um, their sweet mates in the uh, L.A. Lakers. Um, no, is the answer. The Clippers have a uh, great duo in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. However, to get to the Lakers, you, you have to get through. Let's assume that the Clippers end up being the two seed. That means they have to run the gauntlet of these other teams. Dallas, Denver, Portland, Utah, Phoenix, um, San Antonio, possibly. And I don't think that the Clippers have what it takes to get past Denver, much less the Lakers. And if Dallas keeps getting stronger, they won't get past Dallas. If the Utah, I mean, if Portland Trailblazers can get healthy and get all of their people back and get gelling again, I, uh, Dame, Dame will kill them again. So, um, I agree with the goat. I don't, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think the Clippers have it, have a chance. I, they might not even get to the Western Conference Finals. So, they should probably – I think they're building their own stadium and they need to establish their own maybe sometime when LeBron retires. You know, Kawhi can get him a couple more rings, one or two more rings, but not now. Not now. Barry. Okay. And the only reason why I toss that question to you guys is because the Clippers are 12-4 and four, as well as the Lakers being 12-4. and four. So I just thought I'd, it was just a very interesting question to ask. The thing about it is, is that, you know, my little quick two-second hot take is that the Lakers are better this year than they were last year. 
Oh, yeah. The Lakers are better this year than they were last year. So um, with the role players that they added, you know, with Schroeder, you know, running the point and, you know, they got uh, the Gasol, you know, brother in there, just like another big man. Um, I, 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 the Lakers are better. And I just don't think that the Clippers have enough. The, the Clippers can't beat Utah, to your point, Mule, to, to get out <laughs> of the West, even if they are the two seed, which they probably will be the two seed. And they can't run the gauntlet to make it to the finals, which is what happened last year. That's the Western Conference finals, that is. So, okay. Well, um, any other topics you guys want to discuss before we wrap up the show? Um, Goat, you got anything um, that you want to go over? I'm kind of going I think around the horn before we uh, We have, uh, you know, a couple great months of uh, sports coming up. Um, I think that uh, you, you all really need to look into these sports cards because let me tell you, sports cards and memorabilia are taking off it is taking off check out our website check out check out our instagram you can even find it find us on clubhouse um if you have a clubhouse you know we'll be hosting some rooms and you know having an open forum podcast you all can join us so uh we look forward to to, to connecting with you email us hit us on instagram hit us on clubhouse um you know we look forward to connecting with you Mule? I think that um, we've talked about investing in some of the stocks that we like. Um, if you were to really talk to people who are true um, investors, there's some sentiment out there that we're due for a major correction. Um, and there are some, you know, major shorts out there on the market. And so, you know, the bear talked about, you know, continue to watch your stocks, watch your portfolios. There's there are big bets out there that there's a, a correction coming. So, you know, have some ready cash to invest. Um, now, what would be the catalyst for that correction? I don't know. And um, I'm doing the best I can to read the quote unquote tea leaves and to, to forecast uh, what's going on. But there's a significant number of folks out there that believe that a correction is coming. Good talking to y'all. Bear. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Mules and Goats. Please check us out next time.